I do. And I don't. No prayer for November to linger longer. I think people are going to want November to linger longer because we're back, baby. Not only are we back, but this is our celebratory 50th episode. We're, we're here after a short hiatus. You probably didn't even notice. I cried every day. And <laughs> Kat noticed. But our listeners, uh, you probably had to catch up on a lot of our episodes anyway. But we're here to give you intimate relationship advice. Um, and we've been doing this for 50 episodes. Holy guacamole. So we thought this episode, we'd do something a little bit different. Yeah, we turned it around to our listeners and we invited those of you who are in successful long-term relationships to give us your best tips about how to make things last. Because Kat and I, neither of us are very successful in any relationships. Romantic relationships. I have some pretty profound friendships, I'll say. Okay. Um, Would you consider those intimate? Uh, Not in the same way that like a romantic relationship is Yeah, because you're not banging. No. Well, no. (laughs) Banging, no. Happened in some, fondling some, and kissing sometimes. Some maybe parts of occur. the friendships. There <laughs> may be a little bit of that. Some of my friends make out with me, but it's a different thing. Right. So um, we wanted to, yeah, get just some really solid feedback. And for our fiftieth episode, because fifty episodes does show quite a bit of longevity and commitment. And, com- and commitment. And so we want to speak to kind of like that's the theme. Yeah. Commitment, longevity. So uh, we heard from some people, some that are going to remain anonymous. Yeah, we got actually a, a flood of people. A wanting, wanting to share their stories and their tips. So that was nice. I thought that was really encouraging. Uh, so should we just like launch Let's into dive it? in. Yeah. Okay. So our first listener wrote this beautiful little thing. And it says, My husband will tell you that the key to our marriage is separate blankets. I will agree that that's definitely a huge contributor to our harmony, but it's a lot more than that. Care about your partner's dreams as you do your own. Validate each other. Let each other be lazy when you need to be. Make space for the other's imperfections. Not just silently. Acknowledge those allowances. Let them know it's okay to be less than perfect, it's okay to fail, and that your home will always be a safe space for those things. In my marriage, the biggest thing is always coming from a place of love. So when something happens that upsets me or my husband, we can recognize that there is never any malice. We don't fight about anything because we're only ever acting from a place of love. So while he may have done something I don't like, I know that it was never to hurt me. When we have a conversation about it, it can always be a discussion instead of an argument. Unfortunately, I don't really know how to get to that place. We just kind of started there. That's how it's always been. Wow, that's a lot of great advice. So let's a lot uh, of great points. Let's talk about the highlights here. Yeah, it's uh, separate blankets. Now, are we talking about in bed or just on the couch? I thought it was a metaphor, but then I realized they didn't really come back and flesh that out. So I guess it is. I think literally it's literally separate, separate blankets, blankets because, yeah. like, you have different temperature needs. Yeah. You know, and you know, you run into that a lot where you're in bed with somebody and you're just like piping hot. <laughs> And or and their feet are like icicles pressed against your flesh. Yeah, which if you're piping hot, that can be a relief, by the way. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but okay, separate blankets. But uh, isn't this an interesting concept of, of not assuming any kind of malice? 
and not like not having that, like not like attacking somebody with that, but also not assuming that from the other person, just going like, no, no, they wouldn't do something to hurt me. They're not just coming at me to hurt me. Yeah, that one was huge for me to hear. Yeah, they're coming at they're coming to me with a real concern, their genuine feelings, even if they're hurtful feelings, maybe. But they're not here to hurt me. Mm-hmm. I think that that piece right there might be the key to unlocking my own relationship struggles. All of them. Just to go, this person, oh, they're not my enemy. Yeah, because I have no problem making that differentiation in friendship or mm-hmm. working relationships. But as soon as things get really intimate, I can very quickly go to the place that the person who I'm in lockdown with is actually not having my best interests. But you, you also have to... Like, be be beware if it is true that they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a really weird experience where I was talking to somebody that I had met online, and this was like our first conversation, like over the phone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we just like it was a long conversation, and there were moments where like I had said things. And I won't get into specifics, but I had said things that were like, that had to do with like, I feel very privileged and I understand my privilege as a person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where like, it's hard for me to fail in that, in that I've been brought up with privilege and you know what I mean? So it'd be like, I'd have to make horrible choices to like lose everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas some people, they make one little slip up and they've lost everything. Yeah. So like, I'm very privileged in that way. And I was recognizing that, not to say I'm so great because of this, but it's, I haven't done anything for that. I'm just in that position. So I said that and, and we had other, there were other elements to the conversation. But then I guess maybe I said something or she found offense in something I said. And then she took that idea and, and some other ideas and threw them all in my face. Ew, oh, that's too bad. And this was conversation one. Whoa. <laughs> and I was just like... I don't know what the value is of you doing this right now. Did you say that? Yeah, I Good. said, I said, Good. I don't know if like you're purposefully misunderstanding what I said and making it seem like I was being arrogant saying, oh, I can't fail. I'm the greatest when obviously that's not what I meant. I said, but I don't know why anybody would want to talk to you <laughs> when <laughs> they have to fear that if they take one wrong step, yeah. which you, they might offend you, which what I said or did or what I said to offend was not a legitimate concern. Mm-hmm. It was just like her, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, so I said, so, so I have to walk on eggshells because I'm worried that you're going to take what I said, maybe purposefully misinterpret it and throw it in my face. I was like, I don't know who's going to put up with that. But <laughs> it not, ain't going to be But me, I'm not going to. Sister. But that's the type of person... Um, unless she kind of learns how to not do that, mm-hmm. that you do have to sit there and go, oh, this is, you're just attacking me right now. Like yeah. you're turning things around to hurt me. Yeah. There are those people that exist. So you have to be aware that that's the person you're with is not like that. And, uh, and those people are out there and like all over the place. So mm-hmm. it's not something to be, but be mindful that those, you know, and, but that showed up in conversation one. So I'm sure it'll show up rather early. When well, someone's... I think so too. And I think, you know, this could be a deep dive, so maybe I'll save it for another episode. But I think you in particular have done a really good job at cultivating your own space, right? Mm-hmm. Like physically, emotionally, you you are very comfortable in self. Right. 
And so I think it's much easier for you to detect flags than someone mm. who is always externally looking for validation. Uh, and and sometimes e- even if you see, oh, that wasn't that cool, but I'm so eager to have a to connection like that ki- I'm gonna yeah. let go, I'm gonna ignore that for now. Yeah, like or or you don't even flag it necessarily because you you're so driven by that attaching to someone else and the idea of being in love with someone that you're not really as aware as you could be. And I know from you, like just from listening to you speak and the way you frame things, you're very positive. And sometimes you like will see the good and and, and in that way, sometimes ignore what's not so good or not so healthy and say, where you should be going, no, no, that's true. That might just be an asshole move. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the motivation, what yeah. hurt caused that. Yeah. Like, it's This person's being an asshole. Yeah. So we can just accept that that is true <laughs> and then just remove ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bot- the bottom line yeah. is that they are behaving like an asshole mm-hmm. and that's intolerable. Um, I think I was confused a little bit when this person described uh, – validating each other because that to me is like ooh, like I I never want to be in a space again where I'm looking to someone else to validate me but I think maybe they just chose the wrong words because I think they're actually describing like um like acknowledging each other yeah do you remember that uh concept and I I think we talked about it in the one of our other episodes briefly the idea of um bids yeah, yeah. And I think that's maybe what she's talking about, where you, you put out a bid and for some it. affection or yep. something like that, and the other person will validate that bid yep. by saying, yep, I acknowledge your bid, and here's a hug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or yeah, let's go grab dinner. If, yeah, you know, you or, want like, I definitely time. want to hear about every single one of those plants. Yeah, yeah. so that's that kind of validation. <laughs> <laughs> Is this all fake? You don't even care about my plants at all. You're no, just I validating the bid. I actually, I... I appreciate plants, but I also love how you love your plants. So it makes me happy to hear you talking. But sometimes, like, if I'm talking to somebody that I, you know, um, have some sort of a relationship with, I'll go, I'll be like, here's, (laughs) sometimes it's about my comedy or something. Like, here's a joke. And then they'll be like, yeah, yeah, tell me about the joke. And I'm like, do you really want to hear about this joke? Or is it just like you're listening because you care, but you eh, would prefer we don't have to go down this rabbit hole of uh, <laughs> of your stupid comedy jokes. I'm sure that's what they meant by validation. Um, but you, you can validate without needing the validation. Yeah, know? exactly. I guess that's true too. You know what you get? You get this like a- admiration for someone and this respect for them and this love for them. And then you really crave their, their validation. But how do you get away from that? It's not something where you're like desperate for it. You're just like I think there's this a difference my... between validation and acknowledgement. Okay. Right. So, I think when you're really excited about something and you have someone in your life, you you want to share that with them and yeah. you want them to recognize that excitement. Mm-hmm. So I think them acknowledging it by seeing your enthusiasm and giving you space to like express it is different than them saying, "Oh yeah, uh, your work is meaningful." You know. And uh, that and that you needing them to say that your work is meaningful is a validation that can be dangerous. Is yeah, exactly. Saying? Like if your work exists in your own mind as not having meaning until someone else tells you it is. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm getting into pottery. Yeah. So I'm excited about this idea of making things out of clay. Yeah. And then the person that I care about, if they come along and say, uh, just let me talk about it and go, oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. That's 
really what I need. That's what I want. Exactly. They're acknowledging your But if I'm sitting there going, is it, good, is it a good idea to like start pottery? I'm thinking about doing this. And, and they're like, yeah, I uh, guess so. I'm like, oh, they weren't excited enough. I guess this isn't maybe that great of an idea. Yeah. You know, like, but yeah. I'm going to be excited about it if they think it's stupid or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to exist with or without their yeah. approval. And you you really do want to find someone that will take the time to say, yeah, well, that's cool. Tell yeah. me more about it. Oh, neat. Yeah. And then that's, yeah, that's the acknowledgement. We're talking I, about. I had this mini revelation today, actually, while I was... Working with a client, and I love the word "mini" and revelation. Yeah, like, it was a little. I had this little tiny epiphany. It was a, it was a baby epiphany, where my I, mind blew. My, it blew my mind, but only a little bit. Like it was a small explosion. Yeah, it was like a little firecracker instead it was, of dynamite. It was like a cherry bomb. <laughs> yeah. A cherry bomb of truth. I had a t- cherry bomb of truth. So go on. Uh, a cherry, a truth cherry bomb. A go truth on. cherry bomb. So I, I have examined this idea that I needed a lot of validation mm-hmm. in previous relationship. And I realized I didn't need my partner to show me that I'm worthy of love. I just needed them to show me that they loved me. Mm, yes. Oh, wow. You, that's many? Well, it has been. Over the last a, couple of weeks, that was a small one compared to some of the others that I've Because that's, I think, a huge deal. I don't know what you did in our time off, but I had a fucking breakdown. <laughs> Good. Sometimes you need to break down to rebuild, Kat. Exactly, yes. But and here we are. That's a huge, because, uh, I mean, this is fun, this episode, because we're just <laughs> speaking to this longevity idea. But, like, yeah, to, to your, of course you should. And I think that that, if you enter a relationship wor- already, I'm worthy of love. Yeah. That's a person that is, like, I guess, easier to love in a sense. Is well, that crazy? Or how do I want, I don't know if I want to work easier to love. I think the difference for me, I can only speak to my own experience, Mm -hmm. but I know now that I'm real clear. Like, I don't need someone to tell me I'm worthy of love. I just need them to show me that they love me. I know now that I will be able to flag early on people who are not good at showing me that they love me. Mm. Right? Now that I have. That's the avoidant connected people. Yeah. You want to secure. Yeah. Of course. Wow, look at what we uh, unearthed from that uh, great idea. So, so should we yeah. talk next about one. next one? Okay, this one's, this one's my favorite because I'm biased. <clears throat> Hi, Catherine and Joel. Hi. Your dad and I will be celebrating our 50th anniversary which on, one, Ju- which parent is this? <laughs> on July 26th, 2021. We have two amazing kids that are so talented in so many ways and quite different. I got to interrupt and say that this sounds like we both have the same mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Catherine and Joel, your dad and I. This is our revelation. And we have, both have two kids. What? <laughs> our revelatory <Sorry>. episode <laughs> where we tell everyone we're actually brother and sister. <sighs> so they don't is the answer to that question. <clears throat> we have two amazing kids that are so talented in so many ways and quite different. I really just wanted to say that talented kids part twice. <laughs> I think the most important thing that can keep a marriage working is having trust in each other, honesty and forgiveness. Never go to bed angry, talk it out. Don't get me wrong, we've both been through lots of tough times and sometimes I think that we would not make it together, but somehow we managed to talk it out and try to understand each side. I've also found out that trying to change someone to suit everything you think they should be is sometimes a losing battle. After all, I married him with all his faults, and he married me with all my faults. We've managed to grow old together so far and are still loving life together. Do, do you want to be happy, or do you want to be right? Love, mm. mom. 
So this is one of our parents. It's mine. <laughs> it's my parents. Joel has like 17 brothers and sisters. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that didn't make, didn't make sense, that part. Um, well, that, I mean, that again, there's a lot of great ideas there. Um, and, it, and lots of adorable cliches. <laughs> <laughs> Which I heard, I heard someone say, you should go to bed angry. Sometimes it's okay to let it sit. Uh, I said that. You said that? Yeah. You can go to bed angry. You can go to bed angry. If but, you can't talk anymore in a way yeah. that you can like connect, Sleep go to bed it. angry. But talk. this idea where, um, you know, you marry somebody with their faults and don't try to change them to be something you think they should be. Yeah, that's important. Which is crazy because it is always... Well, that's you think somebody should be. Now, of course, we've said, maybe inadvertently or, or whatever, um, just this idea that maybe that it doesn't work for you. So just don't be with that person. You don't, if you can't, you're not going to change them. Yeah. Don't, that's this fool's errand. So just like find someone that you feel suits you more. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, you know, if someone has like so many wonderful things, we don't need to change the things that don't, that maybe you would prefer were a bit different if they're subtle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in the dark night of my soul that was the last month, mm. I, uh, <laughs> your face is the best. I also did this examination of why I need certain things or why I think I need certain things from partners. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing to ask yourself too. When you feel like there's a quality in your partner that you wish they would change, where is that coming from? Yeah, why why do you need to yeah. have them change that? Yeah. Um, and how important is it actually for your well-being? I think for for instance, snoring. Like I can't sleep <laughs> with somebody like a buzzsaw going on beside me. So like I feel like that would need to change just so that I can actually have a decent night's sleep. Is that crazy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but then you could have separate beds, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> That's a good idea. I think so. Separate houses. Not, We've been well, over there. No, not separate houses. I'm past that now. <laughs> That's part of the growth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a cute one from my mom and dad. Uh, you want to hear the next one? Sure. Not that I'm one to offer advice, but marry the love of your life, have the same values, <laughs> and make sure they're reflected in your everyday life through simple rituals like dinner, wine, and time together. Prioritize each other. Life is busy, but that email can wait, so put down your phone and listen when your partner is sharing. It's the small things that count. Make time to listen and laugh each and every day. Try hard. Marriage can't be taken for granted. Be patient. Approach every inevitable conflict with good intentions and never express impatience or contempt. The last is a marriage breaker, as Malcolm Gladwell has shown. Last, cherish the choice of marriage. Oh, I love that. How did Malcolm Gladwell show I don't, that? I don't okay. Know. Well, somebody but Malcolm Gladwell's a pretty smart dude. Yeah. I guess when you express impatience and contempt towards your partner, like that is super destabilizing. So we, we just saw that number two, two, and I feel like your parents sort of stepped touched on that every yeah. ever so briefly. Yeah. Um, but I kind of scoffed a little bit at the beginning because it's find some the love of your life, marry the love of your life with yeah. the same values. It's like oh. Yeah, I'll just go find that person. No. <laughs> it's so easy. No problem. <laughs> yeah, there okay. Th- yeah, of course, of course the rest can work if that's what you... But um, yeah, that's... Uh, I, I love the idea of like taking the time, just taking the time to have 
the relationship part of the relationship. Yeah, the the everyday rituals thing is really lovely. Isn't that crazy that people forget to have the relationship? Can I tell you another thing that I love about this one? What's that? A man wrote it. What? I know. Well, that's nice. Like a big, burly man, man, too. Just a big old masculine man. Yeah, it, and I, that gave me hope. I was like, well, if there's one out there, surely to God, <laughs> there might be a couple more. But um, I think there's something important here in terms of having the same values which is lovely, but then you have to make sure that both people are able to reflect them in the everyday, as they mm. said. Because these aren't values on paper; these are values no, in these like are integ- You have the integrity to live these exactly, values. yeah. So I've definitely been in relationship with people who have similar values, mm. but for whatever reason, their own personal struggles prevented them from living them out fully, day to day. Yeah, that that's I think you know. You can say whatever you want to say, but your values are really shown through actions. Uh, I liked the last comment, which was cherish the choice of marriage. Yeah, don't don't take marriage for granted. Yeah, you made and that choice, and it's something to be cherished. Uh, they also said email can wait. Listen when your partner's sharing. The small things are what count. Try to laugh every day. It's just that idea of of taking the time to have the relationship instead of just like going, okay, I've got the relationship. That's, that's there. I can go and do everything I need to do in life. I can take care of the kids. I can do this. The relationship just exists within that. Well, but you're not doing anything in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like you're barely interacting. You're barely saying, oh, wait, this, this was the thing that I got me excited, you know, three years ago. Yeah. And it was just spending time with this person. Yeah. Like, and now I'm not doing that anymore. I think people just enter into a relationship because that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of thought and intention in it. Can you imagine if people stepped into a committed relationship like it was a spiritual practice? Where like each and every day they, they were aware that it was the choice they were making and that they were being called to. And like right. they had to devote themselves quite literally to it to every day with intention. Yeah. 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 That's, so that's a great idea. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. My quick list. Not having concrete rules for each other. Having separate lives and separate interests. Obvious stuff like respect and empathy. But also having things in common is super important. Opposites might attract, but too much opposite flops. Mm -hmm. Knowing each other's boundaries. Communication. You can't make other people feel shitty for their flaws. And fun sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we knew that. I was hoping the fun sex would come up. Inevitably, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah, still more fantastic ideas. But there's a thread I'm hearing where you really are accepting with grace the shortcomings of your partner, and I have fucking failed at that. You have to let, because you got (laughs) to let a human be human. Yeah, but like it's all tied to, for me, to that story of they're the enemy, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no capacity for their humanity when I am in my own heightened state. Yes, I do. I mean, you know, but I, I feel like I I might fall into not a similar trap, but I have pretty high standards. And but the, what I do is I and we've talked about the way I kind of enter into a thing with a bit of trepidation, if you will, mm-hmm. slowly yeah. keeping my heart back a little bit. And then when I, it, there's kind of like uh, graduated levels of a relationship mm-hmm. t- for me. So um, for me to fully 
like immerse myself into someone there I am going to have to see the evidences of these things that are important to me or lack of things that I detest in a lifestyle type of thing and you know so but I but I guess with you maybe the difference is that you'll just jump right in there and then from the inside start swinging your fists trying to change everything yeah, trying exactly. to tear at things yeah. we can fix this we I need this to be this way yeah. whereas I'll go all right let's see if this works that okay you're you're still uh behaving this way yeah well I will never be able to put up with that yeah but I'll wait I'll wait it out and see if this will change communicating through either my actions or other ways of saying that doesn't work you know and if it doesn't change then that relationship is just not going to go anywhere yeah so um, uh, meanwhile in my case we've like bought a condo and <laughs> have three dogs have three, and <laughs> there's a baby on the way yeah, yes. and i'm still worried if his uh you know if he can really take care of anything with his uh, penchant for gambling. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. is it penchant? Penchant. Penchant for gambling. Yeah, so there's different ways of going about it. But but am I am I still, like, is is it wise the way? Or should I be like, I will accept that. And I think that this is the, what I was going to say ab- about this idea is that you do have to find, an uh, like, kind of a compatible compatible crazy absolutely so everyone's nuts but like you have to find that nuts that works with your nuts yeah for sure so you can go oh yeah yeah and you're, that's where the, you're insane the but... values piece is really important mm-hmm. and the the ability to embody values right like you can't just say that they're important to you you have to actually live that out so if you know for sure that communication is really important to you mm-hmm. and you are with someone who can't express themselves yeah at all and 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 expresses themselves combatively and or, like they don't know. really even reveal a desire to learn how to express themselves because mm. it's one thing to recognize that you struggle with that but want to grow right, right. it's another to just be like well this is how i am so yes <laughs> if you if you are butting up against that then there's not a lot of hope but yeah. if you do have someone who is good at communicating most of the time but let's say they're like kind of shitty with money you know, yeah. like how important is that to you? Is that something you can grow through with them? Or are you just like, oh, it's not striking that box. Forget about it. And, and like, I mean, f- great fun sex is a, is a good place to talk about that idea too, where you, because that's a very sensitive area sometimes. You can be like, oh, I want to kind of get a little sillier in the bedroom. Yeah. And feel more connected in our, in, in being, being goofy. Because people can get really uptight and like, a queef makes them squirm. You know what I mean? We're just like, but you know, you got, you, you want to get to the point where you're like, don't worry about it. Yeah. It happens. Laugh about Everyone it. Everyone laughs and, like, and move, you on. move on. Yeah. yeah. And if you can't even talk about that to get to that point yeah. where they're just like, no, ooh, I can't. Ooh, and they get defensive and angry. Then you can kind of go, well, do I want to like fight down this road to get I can sex? tell you right now, like if you have to convince someone that a queef is not a big deal, it's going to be a long road before you get to the fun sex part. <laughs> like a really long. Yeah, because it's messy. Really long road. Nobody's going to be wearing a butt plug with a tail in that story. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> you missed me, didn't you? <laughs> I just love the tail, like I, you know, <laughs> you know those things exist, but um, but th- exactly, 
So you got to find that compatibility on those levels. And I think communication is a huge, the huge one to look for. Yeah. Because if you can communicate and if people are open, then you really can become I want to see who's in a long-term relationship where both partners are like, eh, communication's not a big deal for me. <laughs> I don't like talking about things. Yeah, we just constantly bicker. That's we all we, that's how we do continuously it. Continuously renovate stuff. And that's all we need. That's all we do. <laughs> Like, you know how difficult it is to renovate something and not be able to communicate well with the person you're renovating things with? Yes. If you can... Re- yes. Um, In fact, I do. Yeah. That... that uh, mm. No. No. Okay, let's move on to the next one because we really do have a lot. I loved how enthusiastic people were about this. Okay, top six. Jealousy is a big no-no. Uh-oh. Have sex often. Be open and communicate about your likes and dislikes in bed. Don't be afraid to try new things. Remember you're a team and you get a lot further working together. Find balance. Sometimes things will be unfair, but it should balance itself out in the end. For marriages with kids, both parents play an important role in their children's lives. The father should be just as involved as the mother. And make sure you have a date night once a month. Each partner should take turns planning a fun date. The women should be treating the men just as much as the man treats the woman. I've been married and with my husband for over a decade. Obviously, there's a lot more to marriage, but I think these top six are extremely important. Very helpful. I, lo- I like that this, uh, this sex thing is coming back again. Have yeah. sex often. Often. There, I forget which comedian it was. It may have been Chris Rock or something like that who goes... When you stop having sex, or it might be uh, Dave Chappelle, when you stop having sex, the, the marriage is over. Like, you have to keep, you have to keep fucking. That's, what, that's the way, I think it was Chris Rock. You gotta keep fucking. And, you know, I don't, look, I, I've never been in the longest term relationship, but I think that's absolutely, it seems, it rings true to me. I know for me, the moment that I feel compelled to take sex off the table, it's like the death knoll. <laughs> compelled to take sex off the table? Yeah, where I'm like, no, I need to not be in that space with you. Mm. It's been very, I can think of like twice in my life where it's happened. See, that is, yeah, for it, from what I know of you, <laughs> that would take a lot to get there. <laughs> yeah, it's usually like the, you know, the bubonic plague has Yeah, struck. that's that's tough. But yeah, it's it's weird... I mean, I don't want to ever be in a sexless relationship, and I would be feel like I've betrayed and like beside myself and depressed if I was in a marriage that became a sexless marriage. I don't know how I'd handle that. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like you got to keep that that part alive. What else was in the? There was another thought in there that I no jealousy. No jealousy. That's the one. Yeah. I'm a jealous man. And. I have those feelings and they really do eat me up, but I try to ignore them. Oh. And one way that I, but one thought that I have, and I don't, I, I think it might be a helpful thought because it's how I kind of, um, and, and I, I approach it like in new, like in, and I don't mean I'm always jealous in a relationship, mm-hmm. but like when you start a relationship or you, there, you, you're not quite sure where this person stands with certain like male friends and things like that, I find it very handy to, just wait because a lot of the time it'll be revealed that, oh, this person is not a threat. Yeah. Because <laughs> you feel that threat, the threaten of, what well, was this another guy you banged? And the, but when you become more secure in, with the person, you realize how stupid it would, was to feel those things about that other person. Right. 
And then it kind of relaxes and you're like, no, no, they're crazy about me. And even if they did have a relationship with that person, who cares? That was before. That was in the past, and, yeah. You know, so I do get jealous. I do feel those feelings. But it's worked for me in the past to go, just give it time. Yeah. And see where I, it goes. I have found the exact same thing when I start to feel like my trust issues are being triggered. Yeah. I have learned to just sort of breathe into it and let it evolve and see where that feeling is going to take me. Yeah. And if the person proves you your feelings right, I mean, I don't think that's ever happened for me, mm. but th- there you go. Then you can walk away from that yeah. if you, because you don't really want to probably be there in that circumstance. But you, mo- like for me, like I felt like, ooh, and then in time I've been like, oh yeah, that was silly because it's such a, it doesn't matter because our relationship is so secure and so much its own thing that that other stuff what is very peripheral and is a past thing i mean everyone's had different relationships and different things in their past so you know as some much of as us i have can, had a lot <laughs> some of us more than we can count some of us you could date and not be able to walk anywhere in this region without bumping into somebody that's they had the sex with mis- that's a big mistake there cat don't judge me <laughs> I regret nothing. Well, that's good then. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's important. And I think what you said about knowing that you have a good foundation with your partner goes a long way towards helping you move through those things that are like challenging for you. But this idea of uh, jealousy in a marriage, um, if, you, if you're if you secure in the marriage, why would you feel jealous? Yeah, exactly. And, and that, um, you can speak to this idea of, is it the responsibility of your partner to some extent to make you feel secure? Like, is there, like, if you're feeling so insecure, you're like, oh, I, I don't know where this, the, the, where he, where his mind is or, or how he feels about this other person. Like, let's say I was in a committed relationship, but I, you came over here to do these podcasts and my partner was, um, like, very, very, very jealous of you. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it somewhat be on me to make sure that they feel so secure in the relationship and with me that they would, they would just be like, oh yeah, of course, I'm, he's with me, like, this is us, and Kat is somebody he makes a podcast with. Yeah, to some extent, to some extent, like, I think, I think it's our responsibility in partnership to be able to listen when our partner is struggling with something, right, and to acknowledge their feeling, Mm -hmm. Uh, and, you know, you can maybe then, we'll just use this example, you can maybe then point out a lot of the deep things that you have in your partnership with so-and-so that right. don't Val- exist. Is this validation or acknowledgement? Uh, it's acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. It's acknowledgement. Just acknowledge the depth of your actual yeah. relationship yeah. you have. And remind them how much they mean to you. And, like, don't don't just keep it contained within that conversation and just, like, have it in, in your awareness that maybe they do need a little bit of extra attention right now. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah, but you and Kat talk about licking assholes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I don't lick her asshole. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's important to say. <laughs> I think that's important to say. <laughs> or something like that. Because it's true, first of all. And secondly, <laughs> I think that... Um, fuck, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Ah, uh, my brain. Um... I think if you're reassuring your partner, 
takes you outside of your own value, though, then that's a problem. So, like, for example, if you felt pressured to maybe stop doing the podcast uh, yes. and you didn't want to. Yeah. Or your partner was suddenly like, well, I want to be there when you record. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've agreed in the past that unless we invite someone specifically, we don't want anyone yeah. else in this space, right? Yeah. Like, if you start compromising on your own values and you're moving out of integrity to put up with someone else's yeah. issue then there has to be a gentle, like, you know what? I'm not okay with those things. And this is kind of along the lines of boundaries, which yeah. were mentioned. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you have to be clear about that boundary and then, yeah. you know, say, like, what else can we talk about that will help you feel a little better? Yeah. And if that's if nothing's working within reason, then it's really on them to sort of figure out how to deal with that, mm. I yeah. think. So there's a little bit of mix and match. Mixing and matching. Okay, here's another one. She... Being able to make jokes and laugh. Honestly, a joke can lighten a really tense moment between us, especially when I'm being my brattiest. If I can make him laugh, we're good. And then he says, find someone who annoys you in the right ways. Whoever you end up with is going to eventually annoy you, but if you can find humor in it or a way to make them endearing qualities, then you're set. So then she also says, I guess we both lucked out because I annoy him a lot and I find it hilarious. What a perfect match we are. (laughs) And I think that goes back to the whole... Very cute. (laughs) It's nice that there's a conversation. Yeah. I think it goes back to the idea of, you know, compatible crazy. Yes, 100%. Like, um, somebody in my family once said um, that, you know, the things that annoy you a little bit when you start living together are going to, like, be amplified, obviously, Mm -hmm. like, huge. Yeah. And... uh, that's fine if those things are like what this person says are the annoyances that you can put up with. Yeah, you can live you know, with like, that. Yeah, I don't mind that. Like if somebody smacks when they eat, I can never be with that person. Same. Like that is, I, I have this misophonia. Have you heard this term? Yeah, you're sensitive to sounds. The hatred of sounds. Yeah. And uh, I hate them and I would not be able to handle it. Yeah. It's like every time we eat, I have to put on a loud television show. Yeah. You know? Um, if I'm eating with them, so like my chewing in my head over comes their chewing. But anyway, the point is that's a, an annoying that I couldn't live with. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, what's an annoying that I could, somebody peeing in the shower? Sure. Is that annoying? I don't know. I didn't, it wouldn't bother me. It's in the but shower. But I could imagine somebody being annoyed I guess. Annoyed How do they even know? Well, like if you're in the shower with them and then you oh. see this dribble of yellow. Okay. <laughs> well, that face made it seem like you didn't, you weren't so cool with it, Kat. Uh, well, anytime that I've peed in the shower with someone else there, I usually give them a heads up first. Yeah, you want to mention, you're like, I'm, well, I think, have I covertly peed? I may have. Hmm. Hmm. Peeing without consent. That, that might I'm be not a... peeing on someone <laughs> without consent. Aren't you, though, in the shower? It's uh, on their feet, maybe they get a few splashes. Yeah, I don't want someone to pee on my feet without telling me. I'm not peeing directly on their, okay, fine, get <laughs> You win. <laughs> I've crossed the line. I've peed without consent. But you know what? It's okay because I see that you have some shortcomings and I'm still fond of you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> so that's an annoying you could live with. Yeah, I could. I could get over it. Without consent. <laughs> but peeing in a pee. bathtub together without consent. Oh, big, no. Big no. Over. It's over. <laughs> but if you chew too loud, also. Yeah, get it. out of my house. But so there you go. So the different, different, find a compatible crazy. Find a compatible crazy. Okay. Trust and communication are huge. Definitely have sex as often as possible. Make each other a priority. 
be each other's best friend, love yourself and have your own life. Always remember if things end, your life will continue and you have to smile. Random thoughts of kindness are nice and make sure the other feels special and adored. Have sex as often as possible. Mm -hmm. This isn't even a lot. This is like, okay, well, there's time here. Let's (laughs) fill it with some sex. Let's fill it with some sex. Um, I like the note on um, prioritizing your partner. Mm -hmm. That's really lovely. And I, I think a lot of people don't do that or they fall out of that real yeah. quick and that's part of that cherishing the the marriage yeah type of thing. Yeah. yeah you you have chosen to be in a relationship so therefore it's integral that you elevate your partner in that way yeah. um be each other's best friend is also really important mm-hmm. sometimes and this definitely happened recently in my life you kind of skip past the friendship building part right. and like you, you just try to fight through a relationship (laughs) (laughs) or you like enjoy the honeymoon period and then are in the like what is this kind of part yeah instead of you know you can cultivate a friendship and a romantic connection simultaneously and you should i think that's that's part of like from one of the previous ideas the compatible like you're actually enjoying doing things together Mm -hmm. or just talking or just being together yeah Without, it it doesn't always feel entirely like this is a romantic relationship. You're not just having sex. You're not just, you're actually sitting there going like, hey, we're, we're watching something we really enjoy. We're talking about things and we just really like each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe you're just commenting on like we were talking about plants. Maybe it's someone else that really likes plants and you're sitting there going, oh, try this or that or, you know. And uh, that's just a good friendship. Yeah. And that sure. goes beyond any of this, like, oh, you know, romantic or, or relational expectations. It's yep. just like, hey, I like, hey, I like you. Um, but there's another th- thought in that one that um, I wanted to touch on. What were they? I think they? I know what it is because no one's mentioned this so far. And I actually think this is possibly the most important thing. What was it? Uh, have your own life. That was possibly it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did mention that one. Did they? Mm -hmm. But what was? What else is in there? Uh, Love yourself. Have your own life. Always remember. That was it. That was it. Love yourself. Yeah. So the idea, and I think we talked about that when we were talking about uh, our different uh, ways we get into a relationship, Mm -hmm. and oh, you knowing that you you do you do deserve love, but you just need someone to love you. Yeah. But it's loving yourself. It's kind of like the idea that like. Knowing that you almost you don't need the relationship, mm-hmm. you don't need this other person, but you want them. You're choosing it. You're choosing it. You love you love your your life. Yes. You love yourself. You love what you you can do and who you are. Yeah. Um, and this person can certainly enhance that. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful Hopefully. to have that partner. <laughs> well, that if not, you you know. Yep. But you you uh, you love having this person in your life, um, but yeah, you don't need it. Yeah. And that's like that's going to make the relationship so robust because you're going to sit there and you know that both of you are choosing to be there. Yeah. And how good does that feel? Yeah. They're choosing me. I'm choosing them. And I think when we hear this said at weddings, or at least I've interpreted interpreted it as like. Almost, it still is a sort of um, you have to choose it. <laughs> it's not like you; it's an option. 
you choose it because I am now committed to choosing you every day. And that's kind of almost feels like a dutiful choosing. Mm -hmm. But if you think of it as I don't, I really want to choose, like I want to choose you. Yeah. Like all of the things, and maybe not every day you're going to feel madly in love with the person because of whatever circumstances, but you know their value and you've experienced that for for how many years or whatever and you go I love choosing you mm-hmm. even if it's hard in this moment because I know who you are yeah and and I have so much love and appreciation and respect for you that just dawned on me I think it, I think that that's tied again to the notion of a committed relationship being like a spiritual practice mm-hmm. right people aren't called to engage in a spiritual practice cuz like they're obligated they feel it somewhere deep inside. And like, even on the days when it's tough to acknowledge it, it's still very much a part of their day-to-day process because they've chosen that for themselves. And this is a, a, a bit of a rabbit hole. That's <laughs> twice in one word. episode. <laughs> but, you know, like, and I'm going to, I said that I was making this a religious podcast, but like in Christianity, we have the idea of, there is, there is an idea of duty there mm-hmm. of, oh, I, I need to do these things to please God or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I've always thought that this idea that if it's like if Jesus, and we're, we're going to assume for this uh, conversation that we're taking this at all at, as truth, okay? If Jesus came and sacrificed himself and God sacrificed his son to save humanity, that shows a great deal of love, right? Mm-hmm. God, God loves us. God loved us so much. He sent His Son. The the kind of the central idea of Christianity, right? Yeah. So you so now the idea of like, oh, I I'm not gonna do this. Th- I'm not. Let's say, and I don't even think that this is a, necessarily a Christian idea, but I'm not gonna drink, or I'm not going to have sex before marriage, or I'm not gonna do these things. They're less about. These are the duties of things that I have to sacrifice and rules I have to follow because, you know what I mean? It's more of the idea of like there's such love there and, and, uh, you know, a being that wants the best for you. Mm -hmm. So these are the ways you could best live to have the best life. And you are there going, well, I want to please this person who loves me mm-hmm. or person, whatever, being, whatever. Um, and and th- so this is why I'm going to live that way. Out of like love is at, is kind of surrounding this whole concept. Yeah, because you are in the light of that love, right? right. And you want to stay in the light of that love. So with your partner, the parallel, of course, you, you're like, well, I want to be true to this person. I just love them so much. Yeah. I want them to be happy. I want to give them things. I want to give them that time. Yeah, and I think I think that theme is inherent in most religion or even spiritual practices. Sure. Like this idea that you've been bathed in this light that is pure and good and is a reflection of our potential for that purity and goodness. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the things that we choose for ourselves are ideally to stay within that light and to shine it out into the world, right? right? Like that's the universal in the that's Muslim it. faith, that's yeah. Judaism, that's Christianity, yeah. that's paganism too. Yeah. Like we're all intertwined and connected. And So it's really, it's really, and then obviously, I mean, the parallel in Christianity, you know, we are the bride of Christ or whatever. The, yeah. Those are the relationship parallel 
is just like slaps you in the face. Yeah, like think of the Sufi poets, like Rumi and Hafiz and like all the beautiful writings that they and write. And it's all in that same vein. Yeah, of, it's to God. They're not talking about a woman or a lover. Yeah. It's like their relationship to the light. And all the people I marry are using these in every single wedding I do. So And I it's think, all, it's all, so if you can find a relationship <laughs> where that kind of love is at the center. <laughs> there, there you go. And that's why I think people do, like you find people of your similar faith because you, look at love in the same way yeah and like faith can be religious but it can also be what moves you forward in yeah. life yeah and 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 informs values oh yes but did you want to talk about living your own life oh yeah i guess that is another important thing to touch on because i i feel like we're pretty hardwired particularly women for codependency mm. where we really put everything of ourselves aside in order to serve Yes. The people we care for in life. And that is a bad, bad, bad idea. Well, even in the idea of like child rearing mm -hmm. uh, and the becoming an empty nester and you yeah. go, what's my purpose yeah. now? Yep. You and have that, to. You're screwed. You have to cultivate your own passions and your own interests. And I find it such a turn on when someone I'm into has stuff that they love to do because I'm the same way. Like I have a really vibrant existence. Mm -hmm. And I think I would die if I was with a partner who was like depressed and not driven to do anything and right. just like, you know, like not, didn't know their purpose, didn't know what lit them up. Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle that at all. So I think if both partners can hold on to that and recognize and respect each other's need for that it's kind of beautiful because then you get to go off and do your thing and then come back and share it with each other yeah. or sometimes you can bring the other person into that world for a bit to see and be part of it and vice versa it's it's it, it, it keeps things fresh it's so important yeah because you you if you both want to like have 100 the same interests or neither of you really have any interests and the relationship like all i want to do is be here in this relationship then really what are you sharing? Yeah, exactly. You know, you got to kind of have something to offer and uh, and interests are sort of part of that. I mean, I could be with someone that doesn't do anything because I've got like interests to spare. <laughs> yeah, you've got lots of interests. I'm you? like, uh, yeah, you want to talk about this of my interests or that one of my interests? <laughs> I'm trying this right now. Uh, let's talk about that. But anyway. I like it. But a great idea. Have your own life. Get a life, man. This one is awesome. Okay. Take a good look at your partner's family of origin. How do they deal with conflict? How do they demonstrate care and support? How do they share authority and responsibility? Understanding the behaviors that have been modeled during their formative years helps you assess the tools your partner has in their social emotional toolbox. It can help with the urge to hold a pillow over your partner's face when Amen. you understand why they behave the way they do. Especially if it's something that rubs you the wrong way. Married for 22 and a half years, two difficult and dysfunctional families, still stupid over each other. Well, this is so that's a good point there. Which, so important. Oh my so God. You're looking at the family, but you're not going like, I need somebody with a perfect family. Yeah, good luck finding that yeah. person, first of all. You're saying, I need somebody who acknowledges what their family life was like, and then maybe we're not going to do it this way. Yeah, you need. You ne everyone needs to have a partner who is aware of how their family of origin has shaped them mm -hmm. and also aware of the ways in which they want to evolve beyond that yeah. story and that cycle. Because a lot of the time... You gotta. You're learning what not to do. Uh huh. Like that's absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's where and most people have come from. Yeah. 
Yeah. But there is, a, there is a, I mean, I'm sure there are the positive things too that you can learn. But that's, that's a big one. If you're going to ignore all that. Good luck to you. Uh, this one was from a polyamorous relationship. Uh, so nearly 21 years with my husband and nearly 12 years since my other husband joined us. Two husbands? Two husbands. Ooh, is this a rare form of the polyamory? Um, I wonder what the numbers are Statistically, on I actually don't know. I think it's a little bit less common, but I'm not sure statistically. Man, it seems like a lot of work for a girl. <laughs> Tough problems to have. <laughs> Cow, you're blushing. <laughs> huh. For conversation between any two of us, we often discuss the well-being of the third person. Hmm. We have a lot of life experience showing us that our care for each other gets us through tough times. We take responsibility for each other. We prioritize commitment, patience, gentle honesty, creating shared traditions and memories, and remembering joy. Creating traditions and memories is a beautiful piece, I think. Mm -hmm. And I also like the notion of taking responsibility for each other. And that's not to say that is this, this excuses anyone of taking responsibility for themselves. But right. I think it's, again, this, this notion that you have to cultivate the relationship and it, care it, and tend to your partner. There's the sense of openness there. Yep. Where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about their welfare and and open to the idea that okay, if they're struggling, we can help them mm -hmm. with their struggle, mm -hmm. even if it's something that is sometimes hurtful to to us. You know yeah. what I mean? Or it, it's it's better than going, oh, I don't like that that you do, and that's your problem. Fix it. Fix it. Exactly. It's, it's I. This is something that is a problem. Like it, I I feel it's a problem. We should work this out. Yeah, what can we do? How can I help you? How can I support you in any yeah. healing that you need to do through this? Or, you know, like, uh, I am not someone's responsibility, right? And right. My, my own healing is not someone else's responsibility. But if I am in a committed partnership, it is their responsibility to care about that and sure. to show me that they care about yeah. that. Yeah, and, so, and, and to even, like, you know, you can guide someone down the path and say, hey, let's look, you should look maybe into this or, you know. Um, the other thing about this traditions, <laughs> kind of like, the, like I think that's cool to create traditions, but then there's this other idea where it's like, um, you also want to not put too much weight on those things. Because have you ever had like a horrible Christmas or whatever where people yes. are like, we got to make this perfect. It's yeah. like, calm down. Create the memories. Let it be sloppy. It's like good sex is sloppy. Let your memories be sloppy. <laughs> sloppy memories. Like have a half-cooked turkey and just everyone laugh about it. It's kind of silly. And maybe, maybe the tradition is the turkey and however it happens, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just let things be Let let things be human in those ways. Yes. As, and have your silly failure memories. Yeah. And my family, my sister has a great tradition with her family it's like how bad can they sing happy birthday whenever it's someone's oh, birthday I love that. everyone <laughs> sings it horribly <laughs> and they all take different you know melodies and it's just this awful awful sounding thing and Cacophony. that's one of their traditions i love it and it's, it's great that's a family i could get on board with um okay this is our last one great <laughs> because we are, <laughs> this has been a fun episode. Yeah, it is our special one, um, so it can be longer. It's Joel. a little longer, but it's also I think we've. It's oh, a messy memory on a for lot us. Of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of beautiful. I don't want to cry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, <clears throat> we agree that it's important to always appreciate one another and honor the things that made you fall in love with your partner in the first place. 
It's also important to share passions with your partner because finding activities that you both enjoy doing together is a great way to stay connected and spend quality time. Communication is also key in building a lasting relationship. I mean, that's just great because, you know, you hear, like, how many times have you heard a scenario like uh, this girl shows up to a gig this guy's playing and falls in love with him? He's the guitarist on stage. They get together. And then five years later, she's asking him to sell his guitars because Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like, you don't have time for that anymore. It's like, but that was the, don't you remember that? Like, and I, I loved that and it brought me so much joy, but now I'm being, it's being stripped because you know what? It babies probably, but like you can't do that. No, you can't do that at all. Especially if you've, if you love, like not even especially if you love that thing about that person, but you probably did. Mm Mm-hmm. And let them have their thing that they love. Yeah. Yeah. That's why are, but that happens. That's too common. I know that was a terrible, terrible fear in my last relationship. Where you're like something of your passion is going to be taken. No, my partner was worried that I would eventually be like, no, you can't do that thing anymore, which I, I can't conceive of a universe in which I, I can see on your face, you know, I would never do that. (laughs) Right. Like, but I think. I think now I realize I was trying to exert control in other ways because Uh, I was afraid of getting mm -hmm. hurt again. And I think it was the underlying current of control that they were picking up on. But no, in no universe. Because I have a ton of passions. And I would like, I can't even imagine what I would say if I had someone say, no, you can't go on that writing retreat this weekend. Or no, sorry, you're not going to meet with your circle of women under the full moon this month. I'd be like, yeah, that's not. No. Fair? No, it's not fair. So shared passion is really nice too. Like I Mm -hmm. think if you can find a couple things that you do really love doing together and just have that, it's good. It's kind of that you got to find that kind of perfect balance of a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yes. You got to be able to do your own thing, but you want to have stuff you do together or else you're never going to do anything together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. You don't ever need to send us another email again. (laughs) Because just, just listen to episode 50. Listen to episode 50 on repeat and do all those things. And uh, if you're not quite there yet, just spend a lot of time by yourself and find your own passions and hobbies to cultivate. But if you are in a relationship that you're screwing up, please send your questions <laughs> to I do and I don't show at gmail.com or we're on Facebook and Instagram at I do and I don't show. You can send us messages. We also, I do and I don't dot show the website. We have a a contact form there you can send us uh, questions we do want your questions this uh podcast will continue until episode 100 i'm sure at which point joel will suddenly announce that it's we're taking a break again and i will endeavor to not be traumatized i want to i want to think of it as season two like season we just two. started season two yeah this is the start of season two and we want to thank all of you too for your listening and your support uh, it's always nice to know that people out there are finding meaning in our crazy times. Here. Yeah, we appreciate it and, and all of this great advice we got this episode. And Kat, happy 50th episode. Happy 50th episode, Joel. <laughs>